0: Sweeps to the left of him, Russians to the right. A check at the blue line, looking for a fight. Brains over brawn, that might work for you. What's a Canadian farm boy to do? Hit somebody! What else can a farm boy from Canada do? Hit somebody! What's a Canadian farm boy to do? It's
1: somebody! What else can a farm boy from Hello and welcome to Plaster Negotiations, where none of the debates are legally binding. Don't adjust your dials. The Dragon Wrangler, Jeremy Phelps, has taken over plastered podcast waves. Welcome to Jeremy's Journeys. On Jeremy's Journeys, we usually cover sports and some other news bits while consuming adult beverages. The topics don't really get harder to debate, but the panel's ability to speak English does. This week, we'll do a semi-early season NHL prediction show, which you could also argue is a semi-late, since we're already in the regular season. As always, two-minute timers on for opening statements. Supposed to be starting with a designated debater who bailed on us today. So instead we're going to be starting with the one and only Ryan Benner. Two minutes starts now.
2: All right. Awesome. Glad to be back. I know it's been a couple of weeks since I've been on the show. Um, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna kind of go on a basic Alonzo rant here, but I'm gonna try to keep it with condensed within the two minutes. Um, basically, I'm aiming at fucking airlines and all the issues that they have, but I'm also aiming at the people that are on fucking planes with you. With in the industry I work in, and and what all the work I've been doing lately, there's been a lot of travel for me, um, and I've come across that I feel like there are some some unwritten rules when it comes to flying on a fucking plane. The biggest one is. I don't care how long the plane is, the not the plane, I don't care how long the flight is 30 minutes, hour, two hours, four hours. You don't put your fucking seat back. Keep it up, fall asleep, see, fall asleep sitting straight up and do not interfere with anyone's leg room, having their, your goddamn headrests in their face or anything like that. I just had to do a four hour flight from New Jersey to Dallas. And I got someone's seat leaned all the way back and just press against my face No matter what I did, they wouldn't do it. And I can't, I don't feel like I can go to um, any of the airline workers that are, or any of the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Flight attendants. Flight attendants, because they have the right to put their seat back. Just follow the fucking unwritten rules and be a normal person and keep your seat up. That's all I got to say.
1: All right. With that being said, strong words there. Moving over. Alonzo, two minutes starts now.
2: All right
0: so banner i loved it that's good stuff right there right i'm gonna i'm gonna talk go ahead and talk about people in drive-thrus mcdonald's in particular who show up to the drive-thru and will sit there and look at the menu for like an hour for like a fucking hour okay so typically drive-thrus mcdonald's a lot of them now have the the dual drive-thru if you happen to get stuck behind that moron and the other one's going through over and fucking over again and you're stuck behind this moron and you can hear him asking questions. Um, what does the Big Mac meal come with? A fucking Big Mac and fries and a drink. You know, uh, uh, do you upcharge the drink? Yes, we do now. It's 50 cents more for a large drink. If you if you don't want to upcharge the whole thing. Oh, uh, well, what does what the Happy Meal come with? The same thing a fucking Happy Meal has always come with. A goddamn burger or cheeseburger, four or six chicken nuggets, fries, and either extra fries or apple slices. That's what you get. You know, oh, okay. Um, Well, you know, do you have anything vegan? You're at fucking McDonald's. You're You're at McDonald's, guys. There's no vegan option at McDonald's. There's none. You know, it doesn't matter what you get there. There will always be meat at McDonald's. McDonald's is a place where you go to buy meat. They tried selling salads. I don't even know if they have salads anymore, but I don't go to McDonald's to get a fucking salad, you know, and and I don't wait in the drive-through asking 84 questions. If I want to ask all those questions, I'll go sit down at an Applebee's and bug that waiter who's getting paid, uh, hopefully a tip. I'm probably going to go over, we're good. Who's probably going to get a tip for me asking 97 questions about, you know, you know what what different types of lemonade do you have? You know they don't have the freestyle Coke at McDonald's. You know, oh, what what kind of drinks do you have? We have Coke, Sprite, Dr Pepper. You know, Orange High C, you know, a, a Diet Coke, Powerade. Oh, oh well, you know, do you happen to have those Minute Maid lights? No, we don't have Minute Maid lights. You're at fucking McDonald's. You're at <laughs> McDonald's. Okay, if you want a Minute Maid light, you know, there's there's two things you can do: go to Smith's and buy them, or you can go to fucking uh, Wendy's, because they have the freestyle Coke machines, which by the way, you go and you get them and all the buttons are typically out except for Coke and Sprite. So I was like, why even have them when you don't have them stocked? You don't have them stocked. Okay. Conspiracy so you- theory. These fucking people showing up and I'm going to wait three hours in line to order at McDonald's. Get in line or fucking, you know, get on the app and order on the app. Ask your own questions. Oh, but on the app, they can't answer me. Then go somewhere else or go inside. Don't wait in line at McDonald's. You know, there's people who do and people who make everyone else wait. Be a doer. Don't make people wait for you. All right. I I don't have a lot of patience for people. I'm not a patient person. And this is well known. People who know me know this. I am not patient. So get the fuck out of the way. Order your food and leave. Just leave. Fun, fun, fun. Just go forward. Stop making the rest of us wait on your stupid questions. I I I don't get it, guys. It's McDonald's. They've had the same basic menu. Main... Do you have the McGrib right now? No, it's not that time of year. Well, do you have the BLT? That hasn't been around for thirty years, guys. So. order a big mac or two cheeseburgers and move forward that's what you need to do that's what you need to do get the fuck out of the way at mcdonald's and that is my rant
1: and yes i'll get a drink real quick love it love it all right um i'm gonna go a slightly (laughs) different route here although i do have quite a bit to say when we get to the rebuttal period oh i I do too So mine's going to be a little more short and sweet, but mine's basically just a shout out to the whole world right now for not just going ahead and saying, you know, we need to uh, take a look at some reality that we've all known is happening for a while because we're just driving ourselves right towards. And what am I talking about? The overtaking of Skynet. So I work in the tech space. you know, It's a job, right? And I don't know a lot about it, but I'm in that field. And not only is there already people who's literally their full-time job that pays six figures is to be a machine learning specialist because that's what we need in the world. But as I get more and more into it, I just see how many more jobs are phasing people out, right? And so, you know, there's a company we're trying to target out here in Colorado right now and their job, uh, what they do as a company is basically they automate. And so... They're automating construction. They're automating farms. They're automating pretty much anything that, you know, hardworking blue-collar people can do, which is great in one regard, bad in another. To Alonzo's point about fast food. So I went to a Wendy's the other day and they stopped even taking orders at the counter altogether. You literally have to put it into a computer screen when you get there, which means now fast food workers are getting um, kind of phased out. So where I'm going with this and the point that I'm trying to make is we are like four or five years away from the Skynet takeover. Because what's going to wind up happening is all these blue-collar jobs are going to get phased out. All these people who are blue-collar workers are going to be pissed off at the robots and try to revolt. And guess what happens if you try to revolt against the robots? That's when they take over. They fucking so kill you. More of a plead than anything else. But I'm just kind of pleading to the people in the world today. Let's not go towards that direction of being the people at the end of WALL-E, where all of us know that at least America's headed. Let's go ahead and say right now, like, hey, you know, robots are cool. Technology's cool. We need a little bit less of it. That's really the only place I'm going with that. So with all that being said, we now have our rebuttal period. Um, I'm going to go ahead and roll right into it and start off here because I had a lot to say about uh, Benner's, but actually I just want to talk about Alonzo's for a minute now. (laughs) Uh, I think Alonzo makes a great point. And more so than that, I think the people at Chipotle might even be worse than the people at McDonald's. (sighs) Hear me out, right? Like every taco place is the exact same. And a build-your-own taco place its the same as one that is, like, pre-assembled, right? And so what happens is you get there, and there's always one jackass in front of you who has to, like, lean, like, all the way over to, like, look down and see and be like, hang on, is that is, is that is is that cheese? Do I, is that cheese down there? You had no shit, right? Uh, can I... But, okay, so wait. Is is there an upcharge for me to put cheese on my taco? Uh, actually, I, you, know, you know I don't want the cheese. Take it off. Just take the cheese off that you just put on. Is that... Hang on, wait, are, are those beans? No, those can't be beans. Figure the fuck out or get out of the way. Like if you don't know what you want in your taco, you've clearly never had Mexican food before. So maybe we don't start with the build your own Mexican food. Maybe try one that's been pre-assembled by people who know how Mexican food works before you think you have the balls to be somebody that's going to be able to build your own Mexican food. I wouldn't go out there and build a robot right now because I don't know how the hell to do it. I would look to the experts who have been like, no, you know, you put this squeedly spooch into this thing over here, and next thing you know, it runs. And I'd be like, you know what? They're experts. They know. I'm probably going to go ahead and listen to them. But no, not the jackass fucking Tom in front of you at Chipotle, who's like, uh, is that salsa? How spicy is your salsa? I don't like spicy
2: salsa. You don't so, get the fucking salsa. Just get the dry fucking taco.
1: Exactly. So point being is fully agree with Alonzo here. And I think you can take it and expound it to a whole nother level.
2: I think my only comment to follow up on on Alonzo's rant is basically just like, look, majority of fast food places, their menu hasn't changed in the last 20 to 25 years. They may add a new item here or there, or they may take away an item, but overall it usually stays the fucking same. So if you're rolling up to McDonald's and you don't know what comes in a big Mac meal or what comes in a chicken nugget meal after 20 fucking years, you don't need to go into fucking McDonald's because it hasn't changed. You know, You've also
1: probably been in a bomb shelter for the last twenty
2: years. That too. And, and let's be honest: when you go to like one of these fast food places, I'm, you know, I'm guilty of it, and you guys may be different, but I'm guilty of it. I get the same fucking thing every single goddamn time because I just have my choice on these menus. Yeah, you're not, you're not, you're not going to be sitting there like, oh, do I want this? Do I want this? I want this? No, you're going to get the same shitty meal. That you get the last twenty times, and you're gonna be fucking happy with it. There's no, it's not like you're at a goddamn French restaurant, and like gonna have to be picky with it.
0: Yep. Well, I'd, I'd like to piggyback on something that you just said, Phelps, about um, knowing what goes in a taco. So yep. <laughs> a few months ago, uh, one of one of our kids' friends was over, and Tara made like taco stuff, right? Okay, there's we put out the stuff, make your own taco. So everyone's making their taco, da da da, and this kid, he, we're like, "Hey, you want meat in it?" And he looks and goes, "Oh, I I didn't know meat went in this." And we're like, "Dude, that's like the only we didn't have beans that day. It was meat and fucking lettuce, and you were just gonna put lettuce and cheese in a so fucking his taco."
1: Parents' names are like Bark and like Earthworm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not gonna say his name because I don't. I don't want to call him out. He was embarrassed as fuck, though. I tell you what, he 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 loaded that shit up with meat like he had never seen meat before.
1: Um, oh, yeah, hasn't. What's well, uh, so furky going in there?
0: I was like, what in the hell, dude? It's, it, I mean, when we say, hey, we're having meat and potato tacos, you know, it kind of means you eat meat with it, you know. So he was kind of like in shock. Oh, there's there's meat. Well, yeah, there's meat. Thus, the meat
2: part of meat and potatoes? You, you might you might need to call Child Protective Services on that household. Yeah, to make sure. I, I,
0: you know, I was tempted to that day, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, just kind of fucked up. We're like, dude, it, the meat and potato tacos, bro. Just enjoy yourself a little bit. But anyway, um, I am going to my drink.
1: What you got there, Alonzo? The same bullshit I have had to drink, gin. Jen, well worth the four-minute conversation about why people in front of you are jackasses.
0: That's fucking right. So to all you jackasses, this one is
2: for you. And it's still got the same, the same little house
1: thing. Uh, it's actually perfectly fitting.
2: <laughs> it's it's starting to become like, who's the wiggly person that was in front of Alonzo that pissed him <laughs> off?
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. I mean, it's been for about three months now who's the weekly Subaru <laughs> driver that's pissed off still. So, I mean, at least we have consistency here.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, it's got to be like, who's the who on an airline pissed me the fuck off? Everybody, every yeah. single person. So, well, I mean, if, if Alonzo's doing his drink, I guess uh, I must finally do my punishment that's been like overdue for the last three episodes because I haven't been here.
1: Oh. <laughs> double um,
2: punishment. He's uh, yeah, I, a double I, rainbow. I've never heard. I don't know where the double punishment came from, but I feel like what I'm about to do qualifies as a double punishment because it's an ex, it's a brand new experiment. Rock what you got there, better. I'm giving the shout out to Mystic Mountain Brewery out of Castle Rock, Colorado, because I'm about to do a shooter of their Rocky Mountain Orange Burst Moonshine that is 80 proof and there's just the way this is labeled and the way it just looks cheap as hell there's no way this is going to be good I'd like
1: to just point out for a second there that Benner just pronounced Castle Rock Colorado Call Sorac, which sounds way more exotic <laughs> in French and if anybody would burn moonshine the state of Colorado it would be Cal Sorac, Colorado so please Benner by all means oh. go ahead and fire away here bud.
2: Give me a second on this because I am. when it comes to shooters I'm the worst at this and this is probably going to be even worse
1: fuck <laughs>
0: You should have played a shot glass, bro. That's
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> going straight it. Uh,
2: that was, uh. <laughs> You
0: know, I, I'm I'm glad it wasn't like a Rocky Mountain oyster shooter. That would have been something else. And you know, made made from the insides of Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs>
2: I don't even know how to describe this, what I just took.
1: (laughs) And while Benner tries to come up with words here, following what just happened, we're going to go ahead and roll into our first break. Hit somebody was what the crowd roared When
0: Buddy the Goon came over the boards Coach, he'd say, I want to score goals The coach said, Buddy, remember
1: your role Fast guys get paid, they shoot, and they score. Protect them, buddy, that's what you're here for. And now, let's get into our DOS boot topic of the week, our NHL predictions. Similar to our other prediction shows, we'll go division by division, predict and explain each conference's champs and playoff teams, all the way through the playoffs to the Stanley Cup. To start, we'll predict the top three finishers per division with two wildcard teams who we think will make the playoffs. We'll then go through the playoffs all the way, as I just said, and this is very redundant, to the Stanley Cup. Starting off in the Eastern Conference with the Metropolitan Division, Alonzo, who are your top three finishers in the Metropolitan Division?
0: All right. So just, just before we start, I want to let it be known. I, I am not, I don't follow hockey very well. Okay. So my guesses are going to be just that. So if any of you out there are thinking, Oh, I'm going to place a bet. bet, bet no, don't I, I'm <laughs> warning you do not place bets on what I'm about to say. All right. Do not do it. If you do, you're doing it at your own risk. I am, I am not fucking DraftKings. You know, you're, you're not getting any expert predictions here. You're getting a guy who loves loves watching hockey as a extremely casual fan, the same way he'll watch lacrosse. Okay. Go
2: ahead. I'm about to put all my bets on based on whatever Alonzo says. I do not give a fuck.
1: So you heard it here first on Jeremy's Journeys. Wager your house, get a second mortgage, put your car on the line, bet on what Alonzo says.
2: Damn. You know, your kid doesn't need college, but those Alonzo's bets do. <laughs> That's
1: right. Matter Think fact, of how nice of a community college you could go to if those bets pay off. That's, that's <laughs> right. That's right. I would I would place
0: a dollar per. That's what I would put down on these. So Metro Division. All right. Metropolitan. I'll call it Metropolitan because I'm not sure if Metro is a uh, proposal. I know that people are getting real specific about their, their hockey and all this shit. So Metropolitan Metro. Division. I got the Philadelphia Flyers. All right. And that seems like a simple one. Cool. Oh, they're good. Anyways, they are at the top of the list. Well, I'm always going to pick one that sucks out there. Right. So bear with me, but the Philadelphia Flyers, the X factor for that, for that team is going to be Carter Hart, the goalkeeper. And you'll, you'll see a, uh, you'll see a pattern as I go along here with my, my X factors. All right. So there's, there's one. Secondly, we're going with the Carolina hurricanes. All right. X factor, Frederick Anderson, a goalkeeper. Okay. Third, Pittsburgh Penguins. X Factor. Tristan is a Jari. Goalkeeper. Now, my out there pick. Am I supposed to just pick three or can I go ahead and go with four
1: for me? You today? want a random out there wager your mortgage on it pick? Fire away there, Alonzo. Here Let's go. Is.
0: Here it is. My out there pick. They're currently last. The Columbus Blue Jackets will take a in <laughs> They will make a run behind Elvis Merzlinkis, their goalkeeper. He's going to just turn it up, turn it out, and he's going to make sure that they get into the playoffs. Even as a wild card, he's, he's going to just fucking tear it up. All right? So right. you you heard it here first, Columbus Blue Jackets out of Columbus. the Metropolitan Division.
1: Columbus Blue Jackets and Merzlinkis, not Johnny Goudreau, who they spent a lot of money on in free agency <laughs> yes. the season to score goals. Benner, who you got in the Metro?
2: Fucking Mr. Hockey not doing a damn thing for Columbus, apparently. <laughs> um, I mean for the metro, I mean, first of all, I gotta give a shout out to Alonzo, you know, giving some love to the Flyers because no one else is going to. So <laughs> there you
0: go. There you go. So you
2: see,
0: uh, I'm, I'm here for entertainment value, guys.
2: There you go. There you go. I mean, for me, um, I think just the number one team coming out of the metro is probably gonna be the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, for me, the X Factor, I think it's just gonna be Sebastian Ayo just kind of picking off, picking up where he left off last year Um, with, I, you know, he could be easily the face of that team. And let's see, they can continue. Cause Carolina was a very dangerous team in the playoffs last year. And, you know, they easily could be the, the uh, Eastern conference favorites to go to the cup this year. Um, Secondly, I'm going to go with the New York Rangers, another team that was in the playoffs last year and had a deep run. Um, You know, I would say for me, the X factor, just because I, I love them. I, I love watching plays as a, Sabenjanad? So I'm probably butchering that name. the Zibanejad. Jesus Christ, that Moonshine's kid. Yeah, that, that, okay, Mystic River, your Moonshine did a lot more damage than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, what, what Castle this Rock, Colorado, and, just hitting hard. So Mika Zibanejad. I mean, the dude's a, the dude's just one of the best to watch. I He's so much fun. Um, he's some kind of weird Eastern European. Yeah, so, something out there. It's probably not even Russia. It's probably just in the, out of the mountains in a bear cave. Uh, <laughs> um, and then number three, you know, I, I just got to stick with the team that's just been consistent no matter how old that roster gets, and that is going to be the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, I think for me, like, I, I don't – it's hard for me to pick a specific X factor of them because they re-signed a lot of their key guys and are keeping that train going. But you always got to go with Sidney Crosby just leading the way um you know he's getting up there he's probably running out of time to make one more run let's see if he can get it done uh the wild card team i got coming out of the metro i'm gonna go with new jersey you know
1: we'll get to to the wild cards in a minute okay i didn't know get alonzo went wild cards
2: i didn't know if i mentioned it
1: no he went uh wild metro division winner who's in last place right now slightly different
2: all right all right fair enough fair enough
1: all right, moving on. So, my side of things, uh, basically, same picks as Benner, just slightly different order and slightly different mm-hmm. X factors. So, for me, I, I got Carolina winning the Metro, much as I hate to say it. But for me, I think Brent Burns is the X factor. Uh, mm. 83 points in 2019 for Captain Cave, man. He's 0 and 4 through, three, uh, through six games right now. But for a big free agent signing for Carolina, who needs a little bit of toughness, he's going to be an enforcer. He's going to bring just an edge to the blue line. And I think a guy who, you know, also has an amazing beard. Um, and so it's hard not to pick Captain K, man, as the X-Factor there. Happy. Pittsburgh, totally agree with everything Benner just said. Crosby and Malkin are kind of my co-X-Factor. 18 points for seven games right now, despite how old they're getting, I think says a lot about that team. Um, and then for me, you know, the New York Rangers, I do like Benajed, but it's hard not to pick the Zeno winner as your X-Factor here. Um, Igor Shosturkin, 3-0-2 with 257 ER, uh, goals against average right now to start. Although, weirdly, I actually think the X factor for them to get into a playoff mm. spot is their backup goalie, Yaroslav Halak. 0-3 mm. right now with a 369 mm. goals against average. He's going to turn it around. He's not a bad goalie. He was pretty solid in his time in Buffalo. He's going to get it figured out. And he's going to be at a good spot. It's just a matter of how quickly that happens, and that's when New York will start to turn things around here. Uh, moving over to the Atlantic, top three there. I'm just going to go ahead and keep rolling myself here rather than trying to break it up. Um, the winner in the Atlantic division for me has to be Boston. Um, they're rolling through things right now. Um, Linus Olmark right now, five and zero with a 201 goals against the average. They're seven and one, best record in the league right now. Um, you know, coming off of a 26 and 10 year last year with a 245 goals against the average, but I think David Pasternak you know 77 points in 72 games last year right now he's 6 and 9 15 points through eight games he scored almost two points a game for me pass for next, definitely the x factor is going to get boston that number one overall seed in the east um behind them not a whole lot of change from how things sort of shook out last year i've got florida number 2 there um don't know where sunrise florida is don't really ever care to go there but they got a pretty damn good hockey team so uh, I think Bobrovsky is a big part of that. Obviously, Matthew Kachuk was a huge, huge pickup this off season, leading the points, or leading the team of points right now. But for me, the X factor is Alexander Barkov. Um, you know, he had 88 points in 67 games last year. Right now, he's 0 and five through eight games. Bobrovsky's winning him some games, but as soon as he gets back to that stride he was in last year and gives Kachuk a little bit of help, they're going to start rolling again the way they were last year down the stretch. And then third, you can't not put the Tampa Bay Lightning into the playoffs. I mean, you can't not pick them to be one of the top three here. Vaskolevsky, Hedman, Kucherov. I mean, they all kind of, I mean, they are who they are, right? But for me, the X factor is going to be a little bit different. Uh, I got to go with Mikhail Sergeyev. Uh, so he's third in ice time on the team right now, playing on that first defensive pairing um, behind just Hedman and Kucherov. He had 40 points in 2018. He's one in six through seven games right now, averaging a point a game. If he can keep that frantic, score, frantic scoring pace up of a point a game as a guy who's never had over 40 points in his career, you know I think he's a guy who's really going to be the X factor for that team going back to the playoffs, making another deep run here. Benner, Atlantic Division, top three. Who you got?
2: You might actually judge me a little bit, but I don't have Boston in mind whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the only reason is because like it seems as the season goes on, Boston kind of like burns out a little bit. They they're easily capable of being a top three team in the Atlantic. I it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if they are. I'm just you know hopefully hopefully they can keep it together. Um, but number one, I have I have Florida. Um, you know, I it's it's hard not to put Florida back last year. It's, it was between them or Tampa for me. You know, um, but I think Hercheck, like you said, the big um off season signing. Um, you know when you when you bring them in like that and spend the money, you like you know the dude's got to be the F, X factor and we lead Florida into the postseason. I think you can definitely do that. Um number two for me, it's the it's Tampa Bay Lightning. Like you said, you can't not not put them in here. They're, you know, three or straight Stanley Cup competitors, one two of those cups. You know, the roster hasn't has barely changed. Um to me, like the the uh the X factor is what got him back to the cup last year and that was in that's our goaltender Baskelevsky. I think he just continues to absolutely dominate and lock down along with this tremendous roster in front of him. Um, Number three, you know, I I got some love for them, but God, I wish they would figure it out. Toronto, I want to see them finally step it up, you know, and, and, you know, be one of the top three teams in the Atlantic division. That means Austin Matthews has got to play better than he already is. You know, he already is one of the best players in the league. I think he can be better and gives that extra push for Toronto, especially even though they had a big uh, free agent signing and goaltending, there's still a lot of question marks there.
1: Austin Matthews, reigning MVP, needing to play better. Hot take here from Ryan Benner. Damn straight. Right. Toronto should be
2: farther than they're not getting there.
1: Yeah, why didn't you win two MVP awards last year, Matthews? What the hell are you doing out there in Toronto, man? Come on, figure your life
2: out. Why don't you play hockey, bro? This thing, I, really what it comes down to me is I just think they're, the goaltending is just going to be pretty questionable for them. And it's I think a lot more pressure is going to be on Matthews. All right, Alonzo. Before Atlantic I go, Benner,
0: Benner, who was your who was your first pick there? I got the Lightning in Toronto,
2: uh, Florida.
0: So, oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And who who'd you say was your X factor?
2: Uh, Herchak. Kachuk. Kachuk. Oh, fuck, not Moonshine, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. Also, wasn't a free agent signing. He was a trade, but but you way. know what I mean all right gotcha gotcha i'm drunk all right so
0: here's what i got i got tampa bay which seems to be a pretty popular pick here so i think i got that one right x factor would be andre besalevsky again the the goalkeeper um boston bruins linus olmark my x factor goalkeeper you got y'all y'all catching the <laughs> my vibe here with goalkeepers are the x trying to
1: say there's a trend
0: I, I'm I'm a big defense guy, man. I mean, you, you can stop someone or you can lose, so that's what that is. Uh, Panthers. But I think Bobrovsky is going to be the, the 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 X factor there. And well, you don't want me to get into the the wild card yet, so I'll I'll leave it at those three right now.
1: Yep, we'll switch up the order here. Going to the Eastern Conference Wild Card, Ben, Let's start with you, man. You already tried to throw out your wild card predictions. Why don't you go I, ahead and lead us off on this?
2: I didn't. Man. I think um, and there, I you know, there's there's similar factors for them for both of them uh first one coming out of the out of the metro i got new jersey in the first wild card sh- spot and then um in the second one i got detroit in the second wild card spot this it's the it's the same reason on both of them you know these teams you know they they've been improving and building the last couple years and i think they're 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 close where they can you know get in get into the wild card spot and make that you know Kind of make somewhat of a playoff appearance. I don't know how how deep of a playoff run they will make, um, but they they get into the wild card spot. Um, both teams. It was it was really hard for me to kind of choose a next factor of them, especially for Detroit because they made so many tremendous moves this offseason. This to help build that roster. Um, honestly, like these are two teams. Like I don't think it's going to be like one standout player that's going to get them into the wild card spot, but rather like the entire like the entire team has just got to step it up and just. Overall, overall, play good, good hockey to get in those places.
1: Benner coming in hot. X Factor, eighteen guys on a roster. Damn, Alonzo, you straight. also feel that all eighteen guys are relevant to this wild card run made by they're, these programs.
0: They're all relevant, bro, all of them. But I, I will narrow it down to to one guy per. So I, I already gave you guys my Blue Jackets, which is you know hardcore out there. So the guy uh, Merzlikas as the wild well card there and then i got the red wings um and i'm gonna butcher this name because I, I i don't know what the how the fuck to pronounce this but it's the the goalkeeper is it really Huso. Billy he's gonna be my x factor for the detroit red wings so those those will be the wild card teams coming out of the eastern conference
1: bold bold take right there so Eastern Conference wildcard for me is actually a little bit difficult. And I think the East as a whole is a little bit stronger than the West right now. And especially the central and the West is just absolute trash compared to the other divisions out there. So for me, I think Toronto's a team to compete. I think Buffalo is actually having a decent year and has a couple pieces to be all right. I think Ottawa made some great off season moves, bringing them to Brinkett. They could be a decent team. Um, I agree with, with Benner, the Jersey has been building and I think Philly is off to a great start, but for me, none of those teams are going to be in it because none of them are as good as the teams I'm about to talk about. So one, uh, Washington, obviously Ovi is always going to be Ovi Dylan Strom, huge free agent signing from Chicago. But for me, the X factor for Washington to be the seven seed here is Darcy Kemper coming off of Stanley cup championship with the abs 37, 12 and four year last year, the two fifty four goals against average. Um, he's only three and three of the 289 goals against the average to start the year. But I think anytime a goalie comes to a new team, it, it's always a little bit of kind of an adjustment period. Kemper will figure it out. They'll be just fine. Strom going to have a good year for him. Ovi going to be Ovi and they're going to be in a pretty good spot to take the seven. And then for me, I got to go to Detroit as well. Um, I'm going to talk about more than one guy as a Red Wings fan who's worn a Red Wings jersey on this show before. Obviously, Billy Huso, big, big part of it. Um, for me, Najelkovic has got to figure it out. A 3.96 goals against average right now at this point in the year when he hasn't played amazing competition. He's a better goalie than that. He needs to show it which is going to help. Um, David Perron's been huge, 4-1 and one right now. Uh, Bertuzzi is two games into the year. He got an upper body injury out for a month to a month and a half, which is a little bit tough. Moe Sider is going to be a huge X factor. 0-1 through seven games for reigning rookie of the year, I think, is is nowhere near what he's capable of. And once he figures it out, it's going to be a big boost. But for me, the the top X factor here is Dominic Kubelik. Um, You know, I don't want to say he was a huge free agent signing because he's coming off of very mediocre seasons. But, you know, his first year in the league, second year in the league in, uh, you know, 2020, he scored 30 goals for the Blackhawks. Um, Iserman got him on a really low end deal and, and he's already four and six leading the team right now to start him through seven games. And so he can kind of regain that old form he had early on in his career. And I don't want to say early as in that he's old. He's 26, 27, four or five years in the league. But if he can get back to what he did in a 30 goal campaign. He's going to be the X factor to take the wings of the playoffs here. Flipping over to the Western Conference. We're going to start here at the Central Division, and I will keep it going. As I said before, I think the Central Division is the weakest conference or the weakest division in hockey. Um, so for me, it was really a matter of who's the least bad out of this division. And so the Colorado Avalanche, I feel like you have to take is number one. Um, I think losing Kemper was really big for him. I honestly think losing Kadri for him was even bigger yet. So for me, Alexander Gorgiev is the X factor for that team. Um, you know, 15-10-2 last year for the Rangers is the backup to Sterkin, who is a Vizina winner. Um, he's 4-0-1 right now to start the year. Their backup, Frankie, has not had quite as successful of a season to start, but I think the Avs are still a team to beat in that division, um, even though they've lost a little bit of depth and obviously have a new guy in that. Behind them, number two. I got to go Dallas. Um, it's weird to say that the Stars are a, a playoff contender and a, a contender to win this division, but they are right now. And for me, Hintz is the guy to get it done. Um, I think he's going to have a breakout campaign. So 43 points in 2021, 72 in 2022. He's already two and six for eight games this year for a, a point a game. If he can keep that uh, kind of sporadic scoring going right now and hit 82 points, I think he's going to be the guy that leads them in the playoffs here. Obviously, a lot of good pieces around him. For me, goaltending is kind of the question mark for the stars, but I think they have enough offense to figure it out and be good there. And then uh, taking a little bit of kind of a a random pick here, but I think the Winnipeg Jets are better than they've shown so far. I've got them being third in the central here. Um, Obviously, Connor Hellebuck is is a really talented goalie. You know, didn't have a great year last year, 29-27, with the 297 goals against average. But he's 4-2 with 2.5 goals against average right now. Um, but the X factor for me, obviously Mark Shifley, uh, 70 points in 67 games last year. He's five and zero oh through seven right now. I think John Morrissey, the blue line's doing a lot for him. Six assists for seven games is a guy who's never been a huge scorer. So for me, I've got the jets finishing third in that division, um, behind the abs and, and just barely behind the stars, uh, going from there, Benner, Western conference, central division,
2: who you got? Oh, geez. I wonder who I fucking picked. Oh. <laughs> No, I, I I gotta go with I'm gonna be biased as shit. Um, I I have full faith in my avalanche um, taking this division this year and going back and being the the number one spot in the central division. Um, yeah, I, you're right. Darcy Kemper leaving that's gonna hurt us. Um, got a got got a youngin in the net. You know he's hasn't been like a full time starter, but you know four zero and one. It's not a bad way to start the season. I'm hoping he just gets better, especially after they signed him to a long-term deal. Um, but I don't believe he's going to be the X factor. I think right now, especially early on in the season, I got both McKinnon and McCarr have just got to just run this team and just be the faces that they've been, especially with Gabriel Landon Scott captain down for a significant amount of time. Um, this McKinnon, McKinnon's got to try to push to, to get MVP. And I think he really, really wants to now that he's got his cup. So hopefully, he you know hopefully he can conti- he puts on a McKinnon season that he's capable of doing, and he and you know leads us to another division title. Um, number two, I actually going to roll with the with the Saint Louis Blues, um, which is I know it's weird, especially as we talked about earlier, Jeremy, because their roster's not that good. It's 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 pretty it's pretty shitty. But like you said, the Central Division in, in general. Is a pretty, it's a shitty division. Yep. Um, that that's you know, Colorado has been running away with it these last few years, but I think you know, St. Louis can get into that number two spot, and I think again, it's going to be behind Bennington and Net. Just good, good goalkeeping is just going to keep that kind of quite a small roster in play all season long, and we'll finish in the top three of the central. Um, number three, uh, you know, I, I have Dallas. Um, I don't want to pick Dallas, I don't think Dallas is good. But the way they're playing right now, it's hard, it's hard to pick against them. Um, instead of, like, you know, the guys you're naming, I'm actually going to go with go again. I think Ottinger needs to be, you know, the key the key factor, especially in this offseason when Dallas made a big deal about him and said, like, we are committing to Ottinger. Okay, show us that that commitment was, was true. Show us why they're making that commitment. Be the reason that Dallas finishes top three in the Central. Who
0: was your X-Factor for the Blues?
2: Uh, Bennington, their goaltender.
1: Gotcha. Alonzo. Who you all got? right. Central division, Western Conference.
0: All right. So I got I got Colorado and Dallas as well, but I got a flip flop I got Dallas first. And I'm going with Ottinger as the X Factor, the, the goalkeeper
1: there. Um, I didn't see that one coming.
0: No, you didn't. You didn't. And you won't see this one coming. Colorado Avalanche. All right. Is it, is it's it Georgia? Been, it's all been goalkeepers up to this point, right? Well, this one is also goalkeeper. Gorgief. Yes. It's going to be yeah, so <laughs> shocker there. And what a twist here's one. Okay. So third in this division, I'm going to go with the team with the Tom Brady of fucking NHL Phil Minnesota Tappel? wild with Mark Andre Fleury as the goalkeeper. Uh, so I'm going with the wildest third there. Um, and for no reason at all, other than I wanted to say the Tom Brady of fucking in the NHL. So that's the, the only the only reason. Okay, now let's hope Mark Andre Fleury doesn't get a divorce. But other than that, <laughs>
1: um, we're, we're good. do know if he's married. We're going to look that up right now as long yeah. as it goes here.
0: Shit, man, I I hope he's not because I might have just jinxed him. So he he should probably retire after this year before his his version of Giselle says I'm done with you because you can't stop playing goalkeeper. So,
1: yeah. Uh, Marc Andre Fleury, side note, is married to a young lady named Veronique LaRose. And they have, it says two children, but I see him holding three in this picture. So I guess three children together.
2: What's her occupation?
1: Uh, hard to say. If she's a model, he, he's fucked. Yeah. She has 42,000 followers on Instagram. So probably.
0: She's probably an Instagram influencer.
1: He's fucked. Yeah, they do have two daughters and a son. Uh,
0: Mr. Flurry, I want to apologize in advance for your upcoming divorce.
2: I hope it financially goes smoothly for you. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm so- and I'm sorry that you have to play for Minnesota.
1: Oh, actually, uh, Veronique is a co founder and owner of a boutique clothing company called Alex et Estelle. Oh, he's also. Fun. As an American, if I said that right, then Veronique, you can go ahead and sponsor our podcast because yes. I'm sure we would love to have Mark's wife uh, on board here.
0: Yes. Yes. So go can ahead we, and sponsor we- us. And no, you're not getting divorced. That was a joke. So go ahead and sponsor us.
2: <laughs> but if you sponsor us, we'll take your side in the divorce.
1: Yes. This is true. Yes. You can you can keep the plaster negotiations or earnings for yourself. All right, Central Division down. <laughs> Moving over to the much more powerful than Central Pacific Division. Alonzo, start us off. Who you got? All right, I'm
0: gonna start with the Vegas Golden Knights. All right, and you know, going uh, sticking with my 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 little thing here. I, I, is it Aiden Hill, the goalkeeper there? All right, so that that's where we're going with the X factor there. Second, Calgary, Jacob Markstrom. The goalkeeper there. And third, Edmonton, Jack Campbell, the goalkeeper there.
1: So there's, there's, there, there we go, guys. Yeah, there, that's what it is. That's what it is. Can't tell Alonzo nothing if not consistency. Benner, Pacific Division. Do you have all goalies for X Factors or someone else? Who you got?
2: Oh, I I have someone else. Um, uh, for Pacific one, I'm going with Calgary. Um, I think Calgary's roster, even after losing Mr. Hockey, is still very, very talented. Um, to me, the X-factor, I think, honestly, is Nazem Kadri. He was a late, big free agent signing. He, you no, know, at this point in his career, he finally got his contract. He got his money contract coming off the the best season he's had in his career. I don't know if he. I don't know if he's going to absolutely match it ever again, but. I, you know, he is, yeah, he's going to be the X factor for me for Calgary. Um,
0: What's his last name?
2: Kadri, K-A-D-R-I. Gotcha. Um, And then number two, uh, going with the Edmonton Oilers. um, And for me, the X factor for Edmonton is not going to be Campbell. Uh, It's actually going to be Connor McDavid, you know, surprise, surprise on that one. (laughs) Uh, Connor McDavid is one of the top three players in this league. He is one of the most fun to watch and of course he's going to be the one leading Edmonton back to the playoffs. Um for me number 3 and I was kind of back and forth between this one I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Vegas Golden Knights and um for me their X factor is going to be is going to be uh, Jack Achill. You know, he comes over in the trade from Buffalo. I want this dude to be healthy. I really hope he is healthy um stays healthy and you know just can be can be easily the face of of Vegas that they haven't really had in a couple years. Um, so, yeah, let's we'll see what goes on there.
1: Old statement to say he'd be the face of Vegas over Devontae Adams' fist, but uh,
2: <laughs> you know. well, Jack probably likes Cameraman more.
1: <laughs> All right. For me, not too different from what Benner said, just a slightly different order. So I've got Evanson number one um for me obviously dry settle mcdavid or dry mcdavid they're i would say two of the best five players in the league uh playing in the same line together which is a pretty big deal but um for me jack campbell and i hate to take alonzo's side here because i don't want to go goalie for everybody but anybody that watched their playoff series at the abs last year the reason they lost that series was 100 percent goaltending and you know i feel sorry for mike smith i think he's had a great career Wrapping um, bring it Bringing Jack Campbell over from the Leafs. I mean, he was 31-9-6 last year with the Leafs. Like, how can you not believe that after a slow start to start this year? Same thing I said about Kemper, right? He's going to figure it out. He's going to get back to his old form. And they're going to be an absolute powerhouse for any team to contend with this season. I got Calgary, too. Um, I like Mark and Goal. I got to agree with Benner, though. Nazem Kadri four and five through six games so far. Um, guys lighting it up. He would have been the number one center on that team last year that won a Stanley cup if McKinnon weren't there. And they still would have been a very good team if McKinnon weren't there with kadri in his place. And so guy who's kind of flown under the radar to some extent for a little while, but definitely the X factor there and trying mm-hmm. to replace Goudreau. And then I've also got Vegas three. I also have Eichel. Um, I'm just going to go a little bit more detail about that. So 2020, 78 points in 68 games over a point a game. 2021, he plays in 21 games, has 18 points. 2022, 34 games, he has 25. He's got seven points through eight games so far. For me, if, if Eichel stays healthy, he is the X factor for that Vegas team. Um, you know, I, I think he's a guy who, like Benner said, has had a lot of injury problems throughout his career. But when he's healthy, he's been an absolute powerhouse, absolute beast, and, and one of the better players in the league. Um, moving on from the Pacific division, we're going to go ahead and go over to wildcard teams. I will keep us going here because I'm not going to say anything too different than what we've heard so far. Um, for me, the wildcard teams really just come down to goaltending and, uh, I guess I gotta take Alonzo's side again here, but for me, St. Louis, um, Jordan Bennington is on pace for Vezina trophy season right now. And unfortunately I think he's going to get screwed out of it because I don't think St. Louis is going to be a good enough team this year, make a deep enough run for him to win it. But right now he's three and one with a 174 goals against average after almost beating the abs in the first round before he got hurt. If he stays healthy and who doesn't wind up taking over, the abs probably aren't the Stanley Cup champs last year because they could not score on Bennington. He's arguably the best goalie in the league right now today. Uh, and then the Wild, um, I got the wild number eight. Um, you know, Mark andre Fleury, uh, the worst goals against average he's had in his career was in 2017. He went 18 and 10 with a 302 goal against average. Right now he's three and one with the 388 goals against Average. They're winning with offense. That's gonna come down. Eventually, Flurry's gonna be Flurry. I don't care how old he is. He's gonna be what he's always been, consistently under three. And then Matt Zucarello and uh Kirill Kaprizov, right now, through seven games, they're averaging three points a game between them, 21 points through seven games. They're keeping the wild afloat until Flurry figures it out. Once Flurry figures it out, they're going to be a dangerous, dangerous team. Uh, we're gonna switch the order up here, Alonzo. You're up next. Who you got for the Western Conference wild cards?
0: All right, and it's just because I really like this city, the Nashville Predators.
1: Uh, Great city.
0: Because of, uh, and again, I'm gonna fuck this name up. Juicy Soros, Juice Soros, the goalkeeper. Now he sucks right now. He's two, three, and one. Okay. <laughs> okay? He's not the right. But he guy. won't
1: eventually suck. Well, <laughs>
0: if, if the the. the the alternative is Kevin Lankinen, who is one-one and zero. So I, I'll take the guy with you know, you know, the two two out of two out of five wins versus one out of two. And clearly they, they trust Soros because he's he started five games, not not, you know what I mean? So I'm I'm gonna go with them, right, with them. And then the other one is, and I wanted to say this release the kraken. The kraken. Martin Jones, the goalkeeper, is gonna make the difference there. He will help them get into the playoffs, or he will fuck them over. So the X factor—remember, X factor can be one or the other. Okay, so he—they're going to either get in or not because of his ass. So Martin Jones, the pressure's on you. You—the the, the pressure's on you now to make me look good or stupid. Either way, let's do it.
1: While we're on the topic of X factors, Benner and I were talking for the show, and Alonzo is 100% the X factor this episode. <laughs>
2: he's proving my he has proven my fucking points <laughs> there we go there we go
1: no disagreement no disagreement whatsoever mm. got to love it man got to love it all right um i will go to uh benner have you gone yet for- i'm fucking losing it here alonzo just threw me off <laughs> uh, for wild card no i haven't gone yet go ahead buddy you got
2: it <laughs> all right all right i mean, uh for me um you know, one thing. I, you know, I'm gonna definitely be the minority about this one. Um, I think the the Los Angeles hey, Kings. Hey, I'm, I'm
0: I'm the minority around here, bro. Come on.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm the palest side of all of us, and I think that counts for something.
1: The <laughs> um, least minority of all of us. You're the ex- majority.
2: Ex- then, there we go. <laughs> uh,
1: no, yeah, sure I, I, not, I have, Mr. Ninety Nine Percent, Ryan Better. <laughs>
2: Oh shit! Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, now I'm gonna actually go back with the um, the Los Angeles Kings. You know, um, they did they snuck into the playoffs last year. I thought they they put on a, a damn good show. I you know I think they're they're a team that's very competitive. With, um, can be very competitive and can um, I think they got they want to get one more run, especially with Kopitar and um, Drew Doughty just being as up in age that they are. Um, it's the same case I said with like Pittsburgh over in the, um, in the Metro division times running out on these guys. Um, they maybe have one or two years left to actually make a run. So I think they, you know, they're going to fight and get and get into that first wild card spot. The other team I have sneak uh, getting into the wild card, My number two is going to be Winnipeg. Um, they are going to be led. Uh, my expatriate is going to be Kyle Connor. He's gotten better every single year that he's been with them last year putting up 93 points. You know, it's – on this pace, he's going to add like another – he's going to have um, over a 100-point season. And, you know, and if that's the case, Winnipeg should be in the playoffs. So, there we go. Who's, who's your
0: team? I, I missed that. Uh,
2: it's going to be uh, – it's a combination of uh, Kopitar and Doughty. It's
1: a bold statement there from a guy wearing an Anaheim Mighty Ducks hat. We'll uh... – hey. <laughs> Keep it rolling here with a guy who doesn't have the Ducks in the playoffs. Benner, Eastern Conference bracket going into playoff picture now. The one seed in the Metropolitan against the number seven seed, who's the number one wild card. Who you got?
2: I got Carolina taking on New Jersey. Um, And while I said New Jersey, they're getting better, and they're just going to sneak into the wild card. Carolina's too good of a team. Carolina gets it done.
1: Uh, Alonzo. Metropolitan one against the number seven wild card. Who you got?
0: So my Metropolitan won. Um I went with the Flyers. And my number seven wild card, the Blue Jackets. And I, I'm going to go ahead. And, you know what? I, let, let's call this. Let's go Blue Jackets. Let's go Blue Jackets in an upset here.
1: In how many games? Five. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying right there. Uh, I'll keep it going here. Um, So I've got number one Carolina against number seven, Washington. I'm going to go a little bit different here. I've got Washington in the upset. I think Strom and Avatrican are going to have a great series. And I don't see Darcy Kemper going from Stanley Cup champ to out in the first round. I see Washington over Carolina in the upset here. Uh, going on to the two versus three in the Metro, I'll keep us going. For me, that's Pittsburgh and New York. Uh, to Alonzo's point, it's all about goaltending. I think Shostakins a lot better than Jari. I've got New York over Pittsburgh in the two-three. Benner, who you got
2: same case as you. I got New York going over Pittsburgh, like you said. It is going to come down to goaltending. New York's just going to is going to beat them out because of that. And that old roster for Pittsburgh kind of just rides off into the sunset, disappointed.
1: Alonzo I have Pittsburgh and
2: Carolina, and I'm gonna go with Carolina
0: here that's that's just that's just why i I don't know i i don't I don't know I don't know like that's that's what I got it could be the goal, again it could be the goalkeeping um because those, those that's it that's my boys right there's the goalkeepers so
1: let's let's do it let's do it all right. So the way Stosi wrote this script, we're not going to the one versus the eight, but instead the two versus the three in the Atlantic. Alonzo, keep us going in the Atlantic division.
0: Boston, Florida, and let's let's go ahead and call this one for Florida. Let's call it for Florida, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll do this in six.
1: Yeah, Banner?
2: So we're you said we're doing.
1: Atlantic 2 versus 3 is the way Stote wrote this script. Okay. If anybody has an issue with it listening now, blame Mike Stotes, Send him an angry email. <laughs>
2: uh, you, Adam. I, yeah, I got Tampa versus Toronto. Tampa takes care of business.
1: And- Simple as that. On my side in the two versus three, I have a repeat of last year, the battle of I 4, the war of I 4, as it's known in Florida. I've got Tampa against Florida. Uh, Once again, just like last season, I have Tampa, too much experience. Florida is still too new to this position. We will go to the one seed in the Atlantic against the eight seed, who's a second wild card. For me, this one pains me to say it as a Red Wings fan. Boston-Detroit, they played each other just the other night. It was big brother beating down on little brother. hate to say it, but Boston taking down Detroit probably in five games, maybe in a sweep. Benner, who you got?
2: Uh, I got Florida versus Detroit. Um, sorry, Jeremy, same case. I think Florida is just, is just the better team at this point. Uh, going to hand Detroit the loss. But it's good to see Detroit back in the postseason.
1: It's been way too long. Alonzo, who you got?
0: All right, so here I have got Tampa and and Detroit and and I got I got Tampa just wailing on
1: them. So just wailing indeed. Yeah. Staying in the Eastern Conference. We're now moving on to the second round. The one metro against the seven winner against the two, three metro winner, Alonzo. Who you got?
0: So my my metro my one metro winner was the blue jackets. But I got a good chuckle out of you guys in that, which is that's all right. I'm I'm good that's with that. you can that. go for. And I, I'm good with that. And against two, three, I have Carolina. So
1: I got Carolina beating the Blue Jackets. Banner. Metro.
2: so I'm correct me if I'm wrong, Orlando. I had Carolina and then the and then the Rangers, correct? New York.
0: Let's see. You had the
2: one seed Carolina,
0: two, three New York.
2: Yes. All right, well, you know what? Fuck it. I got the, the Rangers stepping up and beating Carolina. A lot of people say Carolina is the team to beat out of the East this year. And, you know, I think the Rangers can come up and be, be sneaky and can be very dangerous. I
1: hate to agree with Benner, but here's my reasoning behind it. So I've got Washington against the Rangers, A, because I just think the Rangers are a better team than Washington, but B, and I guess just importantly this year, I think Kemper gets poked in the other eye. they don't have a great backup in washington he's not going to come in the way frankie did last year so for me i've got rangers over washington uh moving on to the atlantic side of things for me i've got tampa the three against boston the one do i see tampa going for a four pete trying to go back here and go to the cups for the fourth year in a row i do not i think boston's too good Disagreeing with Benner here. I think they're a powerhouse. I think they're going to continue to thrive at the end of the season here. Guys are getting towards the end of their career where they're not there yet. I've got Boston over Tampa in seven. Benner, disagree with me.
2: It's gonna be hard not to because this is where I have the battle of I-4 between the Panthers and um Lightning. Honestly, I think it's the same thing as last year. I think Lightning absolutely just wail on the Panthers and commit some commit some um exotic animal abuse here um but <laughs> no i think tampa moves on to the eastern conference finals
1: joe exotic and carol baskin would be pissed at that <laughs> bitch <laughs> alonzo who you got <laughs> i've got i've got the
0: same I've got florida and tampa and i do i also have tampa uh taking out florida um I just I think I think if if there's if there's one team that that I watched a little bit of last year was Tampa they're pretty good so I got them taking out Florida
1: all right keep it going here Alonzo Tampa in the Eastern Conference Championships who you got going to the Stanley Cup finals
0: so who do I got I got Tampa against against Carolina is that what I got yep yep I got Tampa
1: Going to the Cup for a fourth year in a row, Eiserman's project as he's now moved on to Detroit. Benner, you have Tampa going as well?
2: I do not. And until to the absolute dismise and displeasure of hockey fans everywhere, the New York Rangers are going to the Stanley Cup.
1: All right. For me, I've got Boston against New York. I have Tampa already getting taken down. I actually figured you're better on this one. Um, I think Shesterkin coming off of Vazina is uh, a really, really tough guy to beat. I like him in the goaltending battle there against uh, Olmark. I think he's the better goalie, as the Vazina would show. And I just think, you know, Zbigniewicz and, uh, and Panarin are too good. I-, I see New York, who made a kind of unexpected run last year. I see them getting it done this year going to the Cup. Uh, moving over to the Western Conference bracket. We're going to start with the one seed in the Pacific against the wild card, the seven seed. For me, Edmonton is the one seed. I have St. Louis as the seven. I do think Bennington is an X factor in the series. I do think Bennington could shock the world, but I think Campbell have figure it figured out. I think Dry, Selim, and David are too good. I've got Edmonton running through St. Louis in five games in that series, despite how good Bennington is. Benner. Who you got?
2: Um, I'm gonna be I'll have Calgary uh, versus it's the it's the number one. Is it the number one or number two? What number
0: one versus number seven?
2: Okay, so then I have Calgary versus Vegas um in this matchup, and honestly, like I I think Calgary steps it up again in the postseason and you know gets gets Calgary out of the first round.
1: All right got canada and canada so far alonzo we're sticking with the canadian trend here who you got one verse seven
0: actually i can't stick with it because i don't have either canadian team i've I've got got vegas and nashville
1: and and you know what two hockey powerhouses exactly exactly
0: and to to continue with my underdog uh, theme here i'm going to go with nashville coming out it's on top on this Predators.
1: Nashville Predators. Uh,
0: let's, let's 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 go. Let's, let's be go.
1: honest here, if if any team in the league should be named the Predators, it's probably Las Vegas. So for it, we can call this <laughs> we talked about the war for I-4 in Florida, we're going to go ahead and call that the battle to be the Predator. Oh, it, my God.
2: so uh, real quick Jeremy, I got to make a correction cuz Drunken Ryan over here forgot that I put um, the Kings
1: um <laughs> and the 7
2: in the seven, um, but it, and that doesn't change. Calgary's still going to beat them.
1: Love it, Alonzo. Keep us rolling the Pacific two versus three in the Pacific division. Who you got?
0: Okay, so hold on. So we have Benner
2: went so. It's still, I so I said Vegas, I meant Kings.
0: Okay, but you still got Calgary. I
2: still got Calgary. I just want that to correct on the record when it comes back. And we're confused why I'm about to mention Vegas here in a second.
0: All right, sounds good. So two two versus three. Now now you're going to have a, a Canadian team guaranteed to get into the next round. You have Calgary and Edmonton, and let's go with Edmonton. Let's go with Edmonton.
2: Love it. Benner. Um, This is where I have Edmonton um, and, and Vegas, and I think, you know, Connor McDavid's going to fight to get back to the Western Conference Finals. I got Edmonton moving on.
1: Yeah, not a lot of dissimilarity for me. I've got Calgary against Vegas for me. I guess here's where I'm going to go a little bit different. I've got Vegas in the upset. I Ooh. think uh, I think Calgary's got a good team this year. I think they did a lot of good things over the offseason. But for me, Nazem Kadri is a great player. I don't know that they had the experience to get there. I think Vegas is used to being in that position. I got Vegas over Calgary. Uh, moving over to the central. Uh, once again, the way Michael Stoats wrote this, tweet at him, at uh, uh, <laughs> Plastered Stoats. Uh, the two versus the three in the central division. For me, I have the Stars and the Jets. I'm taking the Jets in an upset. Um, and for me, it goes back to goaltending. I think Mark Scheifele is a great player. But for me, it goes to Connor Hellebuck. And I think Hellebuck steps it up. I don't think Ottinger does. Uh, I've got Jets sweeping the Stars. 4-0. Bold prediction right there of the day. Benner, two versus three in the central. Who you got? Probably I- not the Ducks. Ben, I, I,
0: I, I could remind you who you chose. You had the Blues and the
1: I, Stars.
2: That I do remember.
0: <laughs>
2: the drunkenness won't for a second. Um, no, I mean, I'm going to go with the upset here because I have the uh, the Blues at two. I think the Stars um, win this round, knocking St. Louis out. Bennington is, like, like Jeremy said, if not one of the best goalies in the league, but uh, even in the postseason, offense can overwhelm Anyway, we saw what happened to Vascale in the Stanley Cup finals last year. And Dallas offensively is going to be a good team. I think they get the better of Bennington.
1: Alonzo.
0: All right. So I got the avalanche and the wild. And I'm gonna I'm gonna turn back the clock and say that Marc-Andre Fleury figures it out. Fuck you. And, <laughs> and the wild, the wild here in the upset and advance.
2: If, if right. I'm just there right now, if Minnesota beats Colorado in the playoffs, dude, just to do a safety check on me.
0: <laughs> well, if if they win in the playoffs, go ahead and buy a lottery ticket.
1: Hey, so. we talk about hockey town, USA hockey town, USA probably is Minneapolis, Minnesota in all seriousness. He really is. They don't have a whole lot else going for them. They don't even have alcohol and cheese like Milwaukee. You know, they have a <laughs> mall. They have a theme park inside of their mall outside of their mall. They have hockey. Alonzo, one seed in the central against the eight seed, the second wild card. All right, in so my, the one, West.
0: my one seed were the stars, and my eight seed was the Kraken. And as much as I'd like to keep releasing the Kraken, that shit ain't going to happen.
1: So we're going with the stars here. That rhymed. It did. Better keep it rolling. What you got rhyme wise?
2: Um, I can't rhyme this at all. <laughs> I got the Colorado Avalanche against the Winnipeg Jets. Um, and, you know, you know that, that jet's going to run into a mountain as the Avalanche are going to take out Winnipeg.
1: Oh,
0: look at you. I, I like that. I like that.
1: I tried. It didn't rhyme, but it was also poetic. Um, very so for
0: poetic. Me, it was more like a haiku, but, you know. Yeah.
1: So my 1-8 is weirdly the same as Lonzo's 2-3, except that I have a little bit different outcome. Uh, Flurry is going to get shelled. I don't, don't think that uh, Kaprizov and Zuccarello will be able to do against the Abs what they've been doing seven games into the year. I've got Avs over Wild, uh, probably in a sweep, just like they did to the Predators last year. Uh, I got Avs over Wild in that series. Moving on to the Atlantic Division, two versus three versus one versus eight. So I know that got very complicated for you at home, so no, we're going we're, on we're, to the second are,
2: we're we're in Atlanta, are we in Atlantic or Pacific?
1: uh, that's what confused the hell out of me here because Stosi wrote it as Atlantic, so we're gonna go ahead and say, and it goes right in the championship. um we're gonna go ahead and go <laughs> into the Pacific here uh so for me yeah if I can make, this make yeah, sense it, because it, it goes be
0: Pacific yeah
1: it goes. The one seed in the central, then I've got the one seed winner in the Metro and the one seed winner in the Atlantic, which were in the Western Conference. Okay, so what – That doesn't make sense. I'm, so I'm going to go I'm not, ahead and go – I'm not sober enough for this, man. I'm going to go ahead and go off script here, boys, uh, because Stoats the script. Tweet him, at a stoked Stoats. Uh, so, on the Western Conference side of things, I try to figure this out. We'll go into the Pacific instead of the Atlantic, and then we'll go into the, the Central instead of the Metro. Right. So Pacific, for me, uh, in the one versus three matchup, I've got Edmonton against Vegas. Uh, Jack Campbell's going to have it figured out. sidle's freaking good. McDavid, arguably the best player in the league. I got Edmonton over Vegas in five games. Benner, in the Pacific division, who you got?
2: I have one versus two in another battle of Canada, Calgary and Edmonton um again i think edmonton gets the win over calgary like just like they did last year conor McDavid, he's he's going to fight and push for that western conference finals appearance back to back years
1: alonzo well
0: i'm trying to unconfuse myself here so let's see i've got one seed for the seven i got nashville taking on edmonton all right so we'll we'll go there and i am going to go ahead and just go with edmonton here um I think I've given you guys enough to laugh about at me and I don't think Nashville is, uh, is going to be able to, to keep up with Edmonton. So let's, let's go with Edmonton. The, the dream ends here for, for the predators, the predators become the prey.
1: How's you that? heard it here. better your college tuition. There it. Oilers over the Nashville predators. Alonzo, give the people at home another prediction here, The central division.
0: That's okay. So now we're going central because it still says Atlantic here. So let's go to central. Um, jesus christ where are we at i got the wild and the stars okay and i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna go with the wild again i'm gonna go with the wild with mark andre flurry again coming through coming through the way tom brady did two years ago with the bucks when they won the super bowl this is this this may be his last stand this may be his last – it probably won't be, but I'm just – I'm trying to give some, like, dramatic
1: effect here. So, this
0: may be the last stand for Marc-Andre Fleury. Let's go with the wild
1: here. Hot take. According to Alonzo Maestas, you never trust a guy with two last names. You always trust the guy with two first names, That's Marc-Andre right. Fleury. Benner, who you got?
2: Alonzo, first off, you don't need really to be giving Minnesota, uh, like, hope like that. They won't know what to do with themselves. Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's all right, dude. The bar is shut down at 8 p.m. because Kirk Cousins goes out and takes roll call.
2: (laughs) Shit. Um, uh, And for me, I had Colorado versus Dallas. Um, Fuck Dallas. I have zero respect for this team, and I live in their city. Uh, Colorado is going to make Ottinger their bitch. I do not care. And have a nice summer. Enjoy the couch, bitch. That's all I care. All
1: right. (laughs) All right. I also love Dallas City. Great city. I Great love Denver as a city. city. Yes. For me, I've got Colorado against Winnipeg, um, and I think it just comes down to the fact of goaltending experience. I think Colorado as a team has experience, and Winnipeg doesn't. I don't think Gorgiev getting there for the first time as a starter, not a backup, knows what to do. I think Hellebuck is one of the better goalies in the league, despite what the stats say right now. So, for me, I've got Winnipeg over Colorado in seven. I think it's going to be a close series, but I think the Jets will get it done to create an all-Canada Western Conference Finals. I'll keep that rolling into it here. I hate to say it as a red-blooded American, but <laughs> rolling into the Western Conference Finals, I will start us off here, um, which is super confusing because Stotes did not give us a bracket for an Eastern Conference Finals. So apparently, that just doesn't happen. Did we do that already? Yeah, we did. All right, love it. So for me, Western Conference Finals. Uh, I've got Edmondson against Winnipeg. Um, I think both are good teams. I think both are a little underrated right now, but I've got Edmondson over the Jets. I think Hellebuck's slightly better than Campbell, but not enough to make a difference. I don't think Matthews by himself is going to be able to take down Seidel and uh, McDavid. So, for me, I've got Edmondson going to the cup to face the New York Rangers. Benner, what do you got? <sighs>
2: Um, I mean, for me, it's I got my abs against Edmonton repeat of last year. I really, really, really want to be biased and say Colorado, you know, takes care of business, but, like, it's got me nervous. Like, kind of like how you mentioned before with Winnipeg, the the, um, the goalie experience and the playoff experience has got me absolutely nervous. Uh, Campbell's obviously a far better goalie, and I think it's going to go in seven. Edmonton sneaks out.
1: Um, Alonzo West. Turn conference champion. Who you got?
0: All right. So we have this thing going on here where it's Edmonton and Edmonton. Yeah. I, I have Edmonton also against the wild, but I have the wild pulling this (laughs) off, bro.
1: I've got the wild prediction,
0: the wild. They're just, they're just going to keep going. They're running wild on people out here. They're running wild (laughs) on everybody. All right. So we've got the wild pulling it off, you know, and, uh, yeah, bro. That I mean, I, I am giving them some hope. I'm giving them hope, you know, uh, so it, no, no, that's not hope and change. It's just hope. So let's let's see what goes with that. But we got we got the wild in the final. We'll
1: uh, we'll keep it going here. Alonzo moving on to the 107th rendition of the Sir Stanley's Cup finals. Wild in it. Do the wild shock the world and keep this rolling. The wild are playing against Tampa. All right. <laughs> the wild play well.
0: It's going to be an animal abuse. And the, <laughs> unfortunately, what's one thing out in the wild that is very destructive? Lightning. Light- Lightning. <laughs> and so the lightning's going to strike and all the wildlife will be destroyed with it. I got Tampa in five. That's
1: that's that.
2: You gave you at least you gave Minnesota getting a win even I wouldn't have done that
1: I don't think I would have either better hundred and seven rendition of the Stanley cup finals Sir Stanley's Cup finals who you got uh,
2: I got Edmonton versus the New York Rangers and that just sounds like a good old classic Stanley Cup matchup doesn't it um and I'm gonna go honestly I'm gonna I'm going to grace Canada with some love finally. Edmonton's going to get it done. Connor McDavid will host Lord Stanley. Yeah.
1: From my side of things, 107th rendition, Lord Stanley's Cup finals. Um, While I would love to have something as exciting as the Wild against the Lightning, I do not have that. I also, like Benner, have Edmonton against the Rangers. Uh, I will take a page out of uh, Alonzo's book here. Uh, how is the only way oil exists if park rangers arrest criminals? So for me, <laughs> <laughs> yes. unfortunately in this scenario, that park ranger got struck by a lightning. I've got Edmonton hoisting the cup. I think McDavid uh, gets it done this year. The lack of goaltending they head last year has been resolved. Uh, they have a legitimate netminder minder and cage. No hate on Smith. I think he had his time. I think he was just a little old to be trying to do what he was trying to do. For me, I've got Edmonton over the Rangers. I do think Shastarkin will keep him in the series. I've got it in six. uh, But I think six games in, Edmonton on their road ice in America, give a little love to the U.S. here, will go ahead and take care of business and hoist the cup in the U.S.A. and then get stopped at customs for probably four hours as the cup gets searched by Canadian TSA. Um, with that being said, we'll take a break. But coming up, the gang runs through their Alex Moran, player of the NHL. And we'll discuss our Giuseppe Stromboli Redo of the Week. And we're going back to the 90s for this one. you listen to Jeremy's Journeys, where none of the Dragons are wrangled by themselves. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension
2: grows. The whistle blows. And the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars,
1: Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name
2: is the good old hockey game. Second period.
1: Welcome back to Jeremy's Journeys. Alex Moran, player of the NHL. Each week, we ask our panelists to find what we call the Alex Moran Player of the Week. The criteria is simple. We're looking for an individual who wants to live their best life, the true backup life. All the glory, none of the work. To coincide with this week's NHL theme, Alonzo, who is your nomination for the Alex Moran Player of the National Hockey League?
0: All right, so I don't know if he really counts as a backup, but he did do you he had uh, he had he did do some work but he had a lot more glory than the work implied all right so this is david samenko yeah, y'all y'all familiar with him no david samenko was wayne gretzky's on-ice bodyguard okay from what was it 1978 until Semenko was traded to the Hartford Whalers in 1986. So his job was just to make sure that that fucking Wayne Gretzky didn't get hit. And if he got hit, he was the enforcer. Okay. And he did that well and he won championships with them, you know, just being an enforcer. That's a fucking fabulous job, man. I'll, I'll take it. You know, if I could skate, I could be that guy. I could be that guy. All right. You can put me out there. I will be the fucking enforcer. Okay. Um, no, you know, I mean, I'm heavier now, but you know, in, in my in my athletic days, you know, 6'2", 220, 230, I can hit some people. You know what <laughs> I mean? I mean, 6'2", 270, I can still have people, but I can't catch up to them. So that's, that's a difference there. But back in my in my heyday, I could hit people. So I would love to have had that job. To me, that that is the epitome of a backup life because he's really just out there to protect somebody you know he's they they didn't expect him to score they didn't expect him just if someone if someone looks at Wayne wrong fucking hit him you know you're the one who's gonna get kicked out no problem you know he took care of business uh may God rest his soul he died five years ago uh but he is my Alex Moran player of the week for the NHL all right
1: Benner who you got
2: um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with current NHL. I actually got a roll with my captain from the Avalanche, Gabriel Landeskog. The reason being is he gets injured in camp, he's got a, he's got an issue with his knee. Um, but then opening night, he goes he goes full dress, walks out, takes Lord Stanley, he's skating around, skating around fast, smiling, acting nothing's wrong. He's just all full of life, you know. Unfortunately, they they give blink 182 energy to start a new tour, so we have to deal with that now. Thanks, Avalanche. Um, but he's all Full of joy, acting like nothing's wrong. Doesn't play the game, and then about a week and a half later, they're like, "Oh, Scott needs knee surgery. He's gonna miss some time." So, all right, you looked pretty fucking fine on opening night, but hosting Lord Stanley, but here, here we are. We'll we'll see you in about a couple months, then, buddy.
1: All right, unique pick there.
2: So, <laughs> hey, my, all, all the all the all in. the glory of opening night, but running on a fucked up knee. Apparently,
0: sounds like Ben yeah. Simmons.
2: So, for me, my Alex
1: Moran player of the NHL, we have to go back to the year 2020 uh, and go to the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So, my Alex Moran player of the NHL is uh, a a gentleman by the name of Brandon Greenwell, who in 2020 was 13 years old, so now he's 15. So, picture this. I'm going to paint you guys a picture here. So... You're Brandon Greenwell. Your dad, Chris Greenwell, is like, hey, Brandon, you're kind of a Flyers fan. You want to go to the Wells Fargo Center and meet Gritty? And Brandon's like, yeah, I do. And so, you know, however they say it in Philly, like, yeah, dad, I'll fucking punch a rock. You run off some stairs, whatever. However they say it in Philadelphia. So they go. They go to the Wells Fargo Center. Now, the way this story is told from Brandon's dad, uh, Chris is that he meets gritty who for our viewers at home who have not been exposed to gritty who is hands down the greatest mascot in professional sports imagine a frat boy who drank all of the keystone light the night before and woke up didn't shower went to brunch with your parents and was like hey bro you got more keystone light that's gritty so brandon goes to meet gritty Uh, hangs out gets picture taken in the wells fargo center and then according to his dad chris after that was taken gritty is playfully patted on the head by brandon and as he starts to walk away gritty gets and i quote out of his chair took a running start and punched my son as hard as he could in the back of the head long story short uh very long story short gritty the mascot not the guy playing him but the mascot gritty gets sued by this gentleman chris greenwell they actually go to court and when they're in court there is not a single eyewitness nor person nor camera footage that can show gritty running and punching this child in the back of the head as hard as he could so for me my Alex Moran player of the NHL is Brandon Greenwood because your dad, Chris, has just made you the biggest bitch in all of national hockey.
2: Wow. Listen, all power to gritty because fuck them kids.
1: Damn right. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. You know, if, if, I was my, gritty, if my kid
0: were to hit a mask on the back of the head, um, I. I, I I no,
1: no, no, no. The, the, the lawsuit was that Gritty hit the kid in the back of the head, that he, the kid, lightfully patted Gritty on the head playfully, and that Gritty got out of his chair and with a full running start, punched <laughs> the child in the back of the head. Yeet! <laughs> yeah, not good. Not good. Not a great look to lose that lawsuit when nobody takes your side. Well, I,
0: gonna, I think uh, the the Alex Man player of the week then for then would have been whoever's running the CCTV stuff, the closed cap, because they deleted every last piece of evidence to show that nothing happened.
1: I think actually, just legitimately, nothing happened, and this guy just happened to be like, "Hey, son, you know how we can make
2: money? What if we sue a mascot?"
0: fuck that
2: noise i I still can't get past the fucking fact that this lawsuit said so-and-so versus gritty not the individual (laughs) in the fucking mascot not the philadelphia flyers organization but just a fictional just gritty a fictional fucking being that has has tweeted at other people saying he's going to kill them
1: (laughs) hey bro he had a bad bad keystone light hangover You know what? Anytime I have a bad keystone light hangover, I roll over out of bed, I look at my alarm clock, and you know what I say, Alonzo? I say, It's
0: time!
1: In honor the phenomenal rebranding of a famous magic story out of the uk turned italian american bang noodle wielding wielding spelled wrong and probably from a new jersey wizard our next segment is giuseppe stromboli redo of the week the premise is simple i give a scenario to the panel that happened in recent ish memory the panel determines how they would change the execution of the plan just saying don't do the scenario is an immediate loss Today, we're going back just like Prince to party like it's 1999. Kansas defensive end Deon Rayford needed that fourth meal bad that night. His six foot three, 270 pound massive human went through the drive thru of a Taco Bell in Lawrence, Kansas, and ordered two chalupas. The issue the bag comes through, Rayford only received one chalupa naturally. A six foot three, hundred and seventy seven pound defensive lineman took that personally, as they all do, and then did what any rational person would: he flung himself through the window of the drive-through, breaking the frame and lodging himself into the used-to-be window. Benner, you're Dion Rayford in this scenario. <clears throat> to Kiera's Taco Bell. The fourth meal's calling. so's Blockbuster. You got some more to do videotapes. <laughs> but first things first. You're a monster of a man who goes who needs to go feast mode. These Taco Bell folks did you wrong. Instead of eating yourself through the window, how would you get the chalupas you so much deserve?
2: Well, I'm, the, I'm gonna start out being a rational human being. I'm gonna go into the taco bell, show them my receipts. And I'm like, hey, I only got one Chulupa. I ordered two. Can I get my second one? Now, this like this 14-year-old, probably high school that does not give a fuck and is just wanting to get out of there, he's got two options. He's going to either give me the Chulupa and be a good, good employee honoring customer service, or he's going to say no and basically say I need to pay for it again. Let's say in this scenario, he denies me my second Chulupa. Well, then I'm going to go into like a uh, 1990s drunk Kansas football player, Liam Neeson type rant from Wanted. And instead of having a specific usual set of skills, I have no, the only skill I have is pure fucking anger. Um, and I'm just going to absolutely trash your store. I'm going to trash the parking lot. I'm going to go on a forum. I'm going to, the steroids from NCAA are going to come out and I'm become the Kansas Hulk. And I'm gonna smash the blockbuster. I'm gonna smash the Taco Bell. gonna smash every store on this block in 1990 until I get my fucking chalupa. You know, the feds are gonna be called in, SWAT teams. It's gonna be like a five star rating on GTA, just because you wouldn't give me my fucking chalupa.
1: All right. And the Later. only way
2: the only way this is gonna suffice is now you must give me all the fucking chalupas.
1: Benner saying give me chalupas or give me death. Alonzo, you're Dion. What do you do? All right, before we start
0: with mine here, I want to say again, I am having a soul chalada. Okay. <laughs> soul, at some point you've got to you've got to pay us for me to say this. I say this every week. I will stop saying I'm drinking it. Doesn't mean I'm gonna stop drinking it, but I will stop <laughs> saying it. So soul, listen up. I drink Sol Cheladas every fucking every fucking episode. Give us give us a couple bucks, you know. I, I I'm gonna split it with my boys here. All right. So Sol Cheladas, <laughs> this is not brought to you by Sol Cheladas yet, but Sol, pay us, and every week this this Alonzo's Giuseppe's Stromboli uh, segment will be brought to you by Sol Cheladas if you pay us. We need so, Chalupa money. I I need Chalupa money. So that being said, here we go all right so it, you know it's funny this guy's 6'3 270 i'm 6'2 270 okay probably not as ripped as he is but at my old man age i have old man strength so i could probably throw some shit down uh, you know like hardcore but but here's what i'm gonna do i leave right i'm like fuck you only got one chalupa all right so i'm naturally i'm pissed okay? but i'm trying i'm trying you know to calm down the, the like like Benner said, the, re- the roids are kicking in, but I'm like, hey, 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 you know, relax a little bit. right? So what do I do? Go in the parking lot, open the chalupa. See one chalupa. I literally scoop the meat out of the chalupa and eat the meat. Okay. And then because I'm such a classy guy, I shit in the chalupa shell where oh. the meat was at. I haven't eaten the-, the shell, I just ate the meat. Okay. So I drop a fucking deuce in the in the chalupa shell. Now I don't know whether this deuce is going to come out watery. I don't know if it's going to come out just a solid fucking deuce with corn in it. Um, a lot of thought. You know, I I don't know how it's coming out. You know, but keep in mind, I just ate the meat, so something's coming out. You eat any meat there, you eat any product there, boom, you're about to drop a shit, right? And so I dropped I dropped the deuce. Okay, I go back to the Taco Bell. I go up in there and show them. Hey guys, yeah, you guys served me this would you eat this and you are looking. Like, oh my fucking god what the hell you know it, oh that, that's gross blah, blah blah so i say you know what i ordered two chalupas all i want is two chalupas you guys give me a shit lupa give me my ch- like chalupas <laughs> now if they say no okay no no this no you're not gonna do it right guess what i'm gonna do i'm gonna fucking drop a deuce in the dining room area All right, they're gonna sit there. They're they're gonna remember the day that they did not give me my fucking chalupas, okay. And then, similar to Goodwill Hunting, I'm gonna say, "I like them chalupas." I'm gonna walk out, fuck them. That's that's what I'm gonna do. That's that's how that's
1: gonna go down. Shit. Aggressive, aggressive, but I dig
0: it. Yeah. Now, just y'all y'all have to remember though, you don't know how this shit's coming out, so. Use your imagination. Uh, Could be watery as fuck. Could be just
2: hard as hell. Could be corn in there.
1: Alonzo paint the hell of a picture with that dang yeah.
2: noodle. All right. um, I, I don't want to use my imagination. I'm nah, gonna, not in a little bit.
0: I'm gonna pass. I, I, I used to be yeah. a creative I used to be a creative writer, guys. If I can go on here if you'd like, you know, with We're
2: talking about the We cre- are good.
0: Talking about the creases in, in the poop. You know, poop coming out looking like yams or sweet potatoes or however you want to, whatever you want to think about, you know. So,
1: so yeah. So,
2: Highly educated man. What a detail. From
1: <laughs> my side of things, I'm going to go slightly differently here. and I've always had two different options for the Giuseppe Stromboli Redo of the Week. So I'm going to keep that going. Uh, One is kind of based off what Alonzo said, where he mentioned, you know, there's just a whole bunch of high school kids working in this restaurant. That's probably true. Um, I'm just going to trade them one case of uh, delicious. And if I am not right here, then give me death. Uh, natter days natural light strawberry lemonade beer Ooh, i'm gonna be I like understand. hey bro you're like 17 years old and the manager of this taco bell over the 15 year olds like hey here's one case of uh, 30 rack of natter it cost me seven dollars just give me the keys and they will and then i can go make all the ch- chalupas i want every night for the rest of the time i live in lawrence kansas which is probably another couple weeks so that's option number one <laughs> pretty simple pretty easy option number two a little bit different, but probably the better option here because it's less work for me. Kansas, I've driven through it. I don't know who else has driven through it, but if you have, what you see is there is a whole lot of wait for it cornfields. Now, what do cornfields do well? They corn maze. And you shit. So, you shit corn, or sure. you shit in the cornfield. Yes, but not where I'm going with this. We're getting off of that. So. <laughs> where i'm going with this is so i live in kansas i need a lot of chalupas because to feed this 275 pound hulk like you know obviously i got to fuel the beast right so i probably need more than just two chalupas i probably need them every night what do i do corn maze now you're like hey dragon wrangler hang on for a minute here how does a corn maze get me chalupas easy we don't charge money your entry fee three chalupas to get into my corn maze. Boom. Mic drop. Mic drop. I don't even have to play football anymore. I can just eat chalupas for the rest of my days living in Lawrence, Kansas, charging the fine fine people of Lawrence, Kansas chalupa entry into my corn maze. And it probably cost me $37 to buy six acres of land to build this corn maze.
0: You know, I think, I think we have an idea now for where we can station plastered negotiations out of.
2: Well, my idea is that we build the corn maze, but we have no exit. And then we just trap people in there for not giving us the second chalupa.
1: But how does that help us? Because only so many people know how to make chalupas. We're eventually going to run out of chalupa. makers. Because <laughs> then we get Lawrence, Kansas off the map, and that's a win for everyone. But where's the next closest Taco Bell? Topeka? That's a hike. I'm not driving two hours to get chalupa.
2: I don't care. I just want to get to Lawrence, Kansas. That's just all that matters.
0: Ryan Ryan just wants to trap people in a corn maze. That's you know what, <laughs> Ryan. You do that. I'll put on my Michael Myers mask and just walk around randomly, and um, that would be yeah, yeah. They they would be throwing chalupas at us without having to go in the corn maze.
2: Still a better movie than Halloween ends. <laughs> I
0: didn't mind it, but yeah, it, it would be a much better plot. Me walking around with a fucking Michael Myers mask and haunting demanding, corn maze.
2: Demanding chalupas. That's
1: right. <laughs> That's right. Or shitting in chalupa shells. Bold take. With that being said, we thank you for joining us this week's rendition of Jeremy's journeys. And similar to plastic negotiations, nothing we said tonight was legally binding. As always, 21 means 21. Designated driver, drink responsibly, and above all else. I'm asking you, please be a good person on behalf of Alonzo, Mayestus, Ryan Benner. And I've been Jeremy dragon Wrangler Phelps. Follow us at Plastered pod on the social medias. And we will see you next week.
0: And do not bet on my NHL picks.
1: We <laughs> also won't see you next week because Stoats wants to take a week off. So we'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> Woo.